Welcome to Music Ranked, a special production from the Toddcast Podcast. Each month, Todd and I review some of our favorite bands and musical acts. Stemming from a list Eric made a decade ago, he created an algorithm to see who exactly was his favorite band. Now, I do extensive research and rate and review every song. We talk about our memories and artist histories. At the end, we will have all music Music ranked. Hello! And welcome to the Toddcast, another exciting edition of Music Ranked. I have Eric with me. Eric, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. I was just about to take a drink of my coffee when you threw it right over me, as if I didn't know that that's a normal thing that you do. Well, <sighs> so I have to. You should know by now, Eric. I mean, we've been at this for a minute or two. I thought I had a couple extra seconds, but obviously not. My mouth will be dry for a bit longer. So today, Todd, we are talking about the legend of Jethro Tall and the how flute was brought to the mainstream in a rock and roll sense. And, uh, and I don't know if they've ever been dethroned by anyone else that's played a flute. The closest would be in Anchorman. The, uh, <laughs> I, I guess the jazz flute was probably prominent in, a, in one or two scenes. But Well, well and I think that was even Tull-inspired or, or somehow <laughs> yeah. derivative of. So, yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. I'm not sure what the timeline crossover was. I know the Anchorman was in the 70s. Let's see here. Tall came out 67 and ran all the way up until the 90s. Um, well, almost 2000. So, and I got to think that their heyday would have been Aqualung, which would have been 71. So that, that you were correct. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for those not in, uh, familiar, uh, Jethro Tall, uh, primarily, you know, is a group. It's not an actual person. Well, actually it was a person. It is, it is named after their band was named after some relic old, uh, inventor, I believe. And I couldn't tell you exactly, uh, what he does at the moment. Um, really? But, cause, cause I, oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, for the longest time, I thought Jethro Tall was the name of a person. And yeah. found out that that was wrong. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Much like uh, when I was in Florida, one of the youngins would hear me talk about Led Zeppelin. And I pulled out a Led Zeppelin album and it had, you know, pictures of the four guys on the back of it. And she looked at me and said, which one is Led? And I, we all had a good laugh about that. Oh, that's I think a, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people think Jethro Tull is a person's name. It's like, no, that's the band. I didn't realize that it was actually based on an actual human at right, one point. We, yes. So, so, all right. So they actually have a clever little story of their name, to be quite honest. So Ian okay. Anderson is the lead singer. Yes. Or the flutist. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has an interesting backstory, nonetheless, in which you there are plenty of podcasts and interviews you can listen to that. Uh, but Jethro Tall, and I will go right off of the snippet on Google, was an English agricultural pioneer from Berkshire who helped bring about the British agricultural revolution. Uh, so, yes, he, he kind of it looks like he perfected <laughs> the horse drawn seed drill. Uh, oh. So so this is what they were doing early days of Jethro Tall. I guess the scene was it was difficult to get rebooked at local clubs, right? So okay. you, they book you once and then they wouldn't rebook it. They want to book new bands and that's probably just bring a new audience in and so forth. Okay. So they would change their name frequently to oh. different, like, so every week they were a different name, even though it's the same band. Right. And the, they kept, they just threw out Jethro Tall as the name of a band. And that's the one where they got repeat bookings for. So that's basically how they kept their name. So that is where the name Jethro Tall comes into play. Interesting. Yeah. Did interesting. not know that. Well, <laughs> most probably don't. But yeah, most people probably think Jethro Tall is Ian Anderson. And it is yeah. not. Uh, Ian Anderson is the singer who picked up the flute. Um, 
I think he traded in a guitar to get the flute and just like that became his thing. And when you think of Jethro Tall, you think of, I guess, oh, you, you know, you think of the flute like that's, that's, yeah. that's kind of what they're known for, for better or yeah. worse. Like if I think Jethro Tall, the first thing that pops in, oh, that, that prog rock group with the flute. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, and, you know, and, and that is, that has been their, what they're known for. And they've had a very long career. You know, uh, Ian Anderson is a very interesting individual from having to listen to him. He's very – I wouldn't say he's political, but he's very very much about the environment, and he, he will go on rants. He's very sophisticated. If you ever thought you were talking to a professor, you know, from England or whatever, that is basically what you – like how he portrays himself, and he talks in a very sophisticated manner and hmm. uh, and just comes off as pretty intellectual, you know, more so than you would think. So he, you know, I've listened to podcasts where he's talked about farming. Uh, there's an actual YouTube documentary about him, sheep farming, I think, <laughs> over in England. Uh, yeah, legit. Fish farming, maybe there was also one. Uh, he, he talks, you know, about uh, climate change and he's all about fertility rates. And, you know, <laughs> like oh this guy, yeah, you can get him talking about anything but music. And he just, and it doesn't seem like he wants to talk a lot about music. And it doesn't seem like there was a breakup with the band or anything like that. They stuck around forever. And there were in, and you know, he was the face of the band, probably right. writing and singing. And there were, you know, there were other people that were in the band for long periods of time, but it seems like they'd switch in and out of people. So it's not a matter of like who was all in the band. Um, right. There was a laundry list of past members, especially on this Wikipedia page that I'm looking at. So right. uh, there, there's your little history of uh, Jethro Tall. Uh, let's let's get your history, Todd. When were you exposed to Jethro Tall, or like when were you made aware? Are there any prominent moments, or is this just a band that just kind of showed up and was like, "Oh, this is a thing"? It's it's mostly the latter. Like I clearly I heard Jethro Tull on you know rock and roll radio back in the day, classic rock radio. I think you almost would have had to have been living under a rock to not be familiar with Aqualung in some <laughs> some form or fashion. Sure, but by that same you know, and I like them. I, I enjoy what I've heard of them, you know, by that same token, I'm, I was just looking at my original, you know, top 100 list and they do not appear not because I don't like them, but just cause I, they weren't that much on my radar. And when we were prepping for this, cause you listen to everything, you, you grab their entire discography and listen to the whole thing through and rate everything. And you gave me the heads up. You're like, Todd, this is a this is a this is a deep back catalog. How many albums did they have, Eric? Do you have that? Oh, handy? I I don't have the albums handy. Let me just give a quick glance, and I'll tell you in the ballpark. I would. But are say, we talking like twenty plus? We're we're looking fifteen twenty. Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean. Right. I'm right. That's well, and that's what you told me, and you're like, yeah. I mean, if you want to, you can do that, but I don't know how necessary that is because you'd started to work through it, and you're like, it's a it's a lot of flute. It's a lot of <laughs> it all. It all sounds like Jethro Tull. Like there's some groups like Boston, like their first album was was kick ass and it's what everyone recognizes and as time goes by the sound sort of shifted and maybe for the better, maybe for the worse, depending on your point of view. You kind of said Jethro Tull is kinda Jethro Tull. Uh you don't necessarily need to listen to the whole thing. So I I got Aqualung and you pointed me towards Songs from the Wood and then Thick as a Brick are the three that I sort of sampled. Sure. And you know, that covers 71 72 and 77 and you're like that's a pretty pretty decent sample and i listened to them and i like them and it's it's pretty good stuff but i don't know that i've got a whole lot of deep history no. or a whole lot of specific memories around jethro tull what what about I, you 
I, I don't really. That's the thing is I don't even know where they showed up. So I know in high school, <laughs> I know in high school, I was introduced to Aqualong and I was uh, introduced to a teacher, the song teacher and the whistler. I remember my friend really liking the whistler song okay. um, in the whistler song. Uh, I could see. I believe he was in some type of altered state when he was listening <laughs> and the whistler must have spoke right. to him because there's some, yeah. there's some trippiness going on, but like, they're not like a band where it's just like, Oh, I discovered Jethro Tall and downloaded their albums and this, and this. it's just like, ah, they're a band that I learned of. And I do remake, remember making an early Photoshop um, picture of Jethro Tall with Ian Anderson doing his weird, like, one bird leg. Like, he would stand on one leg and, like, cock the other one to the side and look like a flamingo and play right. the, the flute. And I yeah. remember doing, like, a Photoshop project just where they were like, yeah, just pick an image and do colors and different effects. And I remember making it, like, a bright orange and blue, the gradient color. So, so like, I'm aware <laughs> that I knew of Jethro Tall and must have – known enough about them to say yeah let me pick this random group to make a picture right. of uh, but that wasn't abnor abnormal either you know that's right. how i discovered most bands i remember doing boston <laughs> and journey and and hollow notes you know right. like i've done all, all types um but uh yeah i don't have really much D truth be told jethro tall really falls more into modern era because you know, music is pretty important when you, or at least the soundtrack of our lives. And I'm sure that is some generic cliche that everybody has said at some point in time. This, this, this five minutes of the podcast brought to you by Hallmark. That's it. Exactly. So <laughs> with that being said, when you have pivotal moments in life, usually you can associate it with a song, a group, something. Well, yeah. this year we decided to move from our country home and a location called Rayland, Ohio, which we've lived in Rayland for, geez, 15, 20 years. My wife lived right. there her entire life. We decided right. to uproot to the big city of Wheeling, West Virginia, which is the big city in our area. Right. Uh, and during that time frame, there were lots of driving 40 minutes to 40 minutes back with boxes and cars and or touring and talking painters and, and p having people, contractors come out, blah, blah, blah. And during this time, I was tasked to listen to all 237 qualified songs oh, for Jethro Tall. So to be said, like, I could not just hammer through this in one day. Jethro Tall it should be taken a little bit of moderation. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Throughout the month of like prep work, which was probably July, you know, we moved in in August. I would listen to Jethro Tall uh, to to and from in small intervals, you know, ranking right. as I go. So right. he, he essentially Jethro Tall became the soundtrack of my moving to Wheeling, which um, I mean, the experience of moving to Wheeling has been a lot better than the collective efforts of Jethro Tall, you know, <laughs> but. But nonetheless, that's kind of where it's going to be cemented in my brain because, yes, as I go through my music rank project, for the most part, the first several paragraph sections of the website are all, hey, this is a this is what this band you know means to me and or this is how I was introduced or I remember this band. Right. Very rarely do you think, oh, I'm making some very strong memories now while I'm actually doing this discography, probably stronger memories than in the past. You know, right. so when it comes down to it, at some point in time, if I ever want to go back and go say, all right, well, this is what I remember this band for because of music ranked. I was in this part of my life or this or that, you know, right, uh, which is just fun, you know, and in, in different in general. Um, 
Well, no, that's and, a, I mean that's a that's a valid point. There's a lot of there's a lot of what we've discussed as part of music ranked that keys back to our childhood and and specifically our parents and what they listened to. And even though this is a group that was around that our parents could have listened to, and I, I imagine probably have. I don't know if Dad had a giant swath of Jethro Tull <laughs> albums or not, but that's not the associations we have. But you are forging your own, which is. I don't know, to me, a little unique for, for this project and probably a little unique in general. Normally when you're, you know, creating memories like that, it's new music. Like I can tell stories about, you know, how the Silver Sun pickups formed a certain soundtrack to certain things for my life. But that's, you know, a, more of a modern group. It's, it's, I think it's a little unusual for that to be the case for somebody who's been around since before you were alive, like Jethro Tull. I think that's yeah. significant. Well, yeah, and I think it, I think that's really it's fun for all of us to kind of find new music, and this is why I enjoy, you know, when you you have your palate cleanse because damn near yeah. take and Tool are, you know, I now I have moments of in my head I'm like, oh okay, here here's what I think the first time I remember Cake. To be quite honest, now my memory of Cake is I remember getting stuck. Uh, there was um, a giant wreck, and I got stuck in a back road. <laughs> and I got stuck in a back road for like an hour in traffic, and I was determining if these songs were four or five stars for Cake. And now that's my memory. Like in my brain is when I was deciding, when really having this moral dilemma, if the song from Cake should be a four or five star, and how do I determine this? And yeah. I think I even documented the process with you through like various video chats. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, yeah. no. I'm stuck here, and I'm not sure yet, but here's here's my – you know, so it's really funny that this Jethro Tall really doesn't have as much. You know, I of course I have little side stories. I remember Jethro Tall. I made Aqua along the text tone, so I put that on there. But it's not. <laughs> it, th that could have been used for twenty different bands. I mean, I made right. text tones for everything. Um, right. And you know, I try to fill something. You know, on the blog with like, hey, this means something. But really, Jethro Tall just kind of showed up, was there, and um, and it probably will prominently stay that way, except for the memory of like, you know, me listening to these. Geez, listen to their 1980s A album or whatever is like I remember specifically saying, will this please be over as I'm trying to drive home to the new house, which I'm trying to like say, will this move please be over like it's just it kind of coincided with it uh, in a weird funky way, which is it is what it is. So, well, let me, let me ask you this, because you, for lack of a better word, binge listened to Jethro Tull. And, you know, because there is so much of it and because a lot of it was sort of similar and because it was also sort of the soundtrack to, <laughs> let's face it, you doing a move, which, you know, can be good, but sometimes can be unpleasant. Do you feel like that affected or, or altered or tainted your ratings for it? Like, do you think maybe some of their stuff may be rated a little lower because you're like, God, I'm just over this as opposed uh, to being objective? Let's well, look at it this way. OK, so. I'm going to give you their star count. So they received five five-star songs, 40 four-star songs, 164 three, 28 <laughs> two-stars, and they did not produce really what I would consider a noise track or a must-skip right away. So they said zero, zero one-stars. And that okay. is my slide. That's my – so what happened was I think some of the songs that are threes could be twos or, or could be fours – but it was just all of the same that I it, it they bled into each other. Yeah. To the point yeah. where it's just like I'm not re-listening to this. So these songs <laughs> might I mean, officially I do go back through and I audit all the five and four star songs. But if you're if you're categorized as a three, 
you might never get listened to again. You get one listen through go around, a full listen through. So, okay. and, and then from there, then I have to determine what you are. So sometimes you get one and a half, basically. I listened to, I have, and this is in the weeds. So apologize, everyone. Try to hit the skip forward a couple buttons if you don't give a damn. Um, <laughs> essentially, this is my formula is I feel like I have to give every song it's just due, which means it has to listen to all the way start to finish. Whether right. that's an 18 minute song, whether that's a, you know, three second song, whatever. And right. with the way Al iTunes works is it has to go from start to finish to count as a complete play. If you only play right. half the song, it doesn't count, or at least from what I can tell. Right. Right. So I have a playlist called, you know, love maybe or something like that either way. So <laughs> it goes through, it goes through and basically all songs that have not had a full play goes through and it goes in this playlist. So Okay. If I decide to rank the song, and I know, for instance, Aqualung is a five-star because I've heard it a million times. I rank it right away from my ranking playlist, smart playlist. Okay. It, it automatically takes it out and goes to the next song as soon as you hit that star ranking. Right. Yeah, mine, which means yeah same it, here. Which means it doesn't get the full play, which then means I go to – after I'm all said and done, then I'll go to that playlist and I listen to every single one of them, which is kind of a second chance. Then I could say – while I'm doing that, I say to myself, all right, what did I rank this? And if it's typically it's the exact same, but sometimes it's like, hmm, I think this is a three star. Oh, that's a two. And I look at it and I say, oh, I rank that as a three star. I really think it should be a two. Then I switch it up. So there are there are there are like little catches here where it's not me just listening to half a song, ranking it and, and throwing away. I feel like every song deserves it to answer your question. Listening to so many Jethro Tall songs in a row, I don't think it gave them any advantage. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. It didn't count against them, but it didn't necessarily do them any favors either. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you kind of prominently had to be good enough. Like, the fours and the fives all passed the test. So maybe there was a couple threes that could have been fours. I doubt it. They pretty much put it. Uh, truth be so told, I probably got real conscious because I was going through albums like everything's a three or a two. And I probably was like, I'll just give it a three. It's a benefit of the doubt. Because in my algorithm, threes and twos are the same. They, right. they score you exact amount of points. Right. You know, so where four gets you half credit. So I, I'm more, I don't give too many fours if I think it's half, half. So right. I've seen myself go through this because there's a couple of groups that I had a lot of discography and you think it wouldn't matter if you really like the group, you don't care how many songs they have. Right. And, and I don't know if that's a hundred percent true because I think you just need a little bit of variety. You yeah. know, Elton John had a lot of songs. Yeah. I, well, he I also say, had a pretty wide breadth of variety though. Whereas, at least from my experience with Jethro Tull, there's a lot of it that sounds very Jethro Tull. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I think I think probably what's best now is we take a little break, we come back, and we talk about some of their albums because they are very unique. There are some, there was definitely some questions involved in some of their albums that I'd like your opinion on. Okay, sounds good. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy outspoken but those are all the wrong answers we want you to be like justin bedline be beige why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten franchise 10 apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen even hermits wear shirts visit justinbenline.com and save 30 percent off the justin benline collection justinbenline.com no personality no problem be All right, and we are back. Uh, we were just talking about Jethro Tall, their long category, 
basically catalog of, you know, I had 237 qualified songs. There were actual some like greatest hits or rarities or, or the, you know, they had a 50, <laughs> they had a compilation greatest hits of 50 songs. And I'm like, th- those are always a mess to try to figure out if there's an original song on there. Are they different? Right. It, it, it was not a grand project, but it, it was a project nonetheless. So I believe when I suggested music to you, I suggested, um, was it songs of the wood? Which one was it? There, there was an songs, album that basically is two songs. So thick as a brick is thick, is, yes, is two correct, tracks. Right. Uh, yes. Basically, part one is twenty two minutes. Part two is twenty minutes. So you know, a side A, a side B. It's all one giant track. <laughs> yeah. So you can can you see the problem with that for me? And well, when what it comes to ranking. You know, it's it's and even as I was listening to it, I was thinking the same thing is, okay. it's basically side A of an LP worth of tunes. And it's not necessarily one just one song. It's a it's sort of a medley of a whole bunch of stuff that's all in this one chunk as thick as a brick part one and then thick as a brick part two is the B side. Same thing. Like if that were broken up, you'd be able to rank each part separately but you can't. So like both of those got three stars for me because there was no single part of that that made it so awful to get degraded to a two, but yet the entire thing wasn't so awesome that it got to be a four or a five for me. Is that sort of where you're going with that? Did I just steal all of your thunder? No, no, I was giving you that thunder because that's <laughs> okay. basically, that's, that's the problem. And that's not the only album they did that with, Todd. Oh, really? <laughs> we, Yes, we have a one called A Passion Play, which in my category gets a zero because although it's side one, side two, they were both three stars, which in my – basically you don't get points for three or four – or three stars. You need a four or five to get some type of scoring, which right. is probably not accurate because I'm sure there were moments of these albums that had individual songs. For instance, on Thick as a Brick. And this is the one reason why the 50 greatest hits was actually worth a while. They take away the the little interlude where it's called Thick as a Brick. You know, the right. part of the song that's pretty darn good, which is right. worth a four star. So they can – I could score that and only listen to that section because let's face it. We're also making music for playlists in which they'll randomize. I'm sorry. It's very difficult for me to go through and listen to a 20-minute song. It's going to hit right. – get, get skipped quite frequently, not because of the merit of the song, but that's because – it's not even 20 minutes. It is it is a whole bunch of little songs, but the way it's released uh, digital format, and this is where it comes down to, I should probably find or create this myself, the the actual like breakpoints and name the songs, and then we can score it more accurately. Right, you right. Know? And also, I mean, that takes the qualified songs up, and this isn't unique. Let's, for instance, on Abbey Road, for instance, the medley... I believe on the the second side is pretty yeah. much a bunch of songs and they are broken up. So they all are ranked individually, even though they bleed to one another. So oh, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, it's one of those things where I probably should do that because that will make a change. It might throw a couple four star songs on there, but for really for listening and enjoyment, if I like a section of the song or a section of the, the, the album, which should right. be a song, then I would want that, you know, put it in my playlist. So uh, I found that super difficult, which means like thick of a thick as a brick. What I've done is I just gave one side four <laughs> and the other side three. And, <laughs> and, and I could see why the, and the four had the one with several, several chunks that I really liked. 
even though there were definitely chunks that I didn't like. But right. it, it's it was problematic. And of course, you know, they believe me, after hearing Ian Anderson, he doesn't give two shits. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> give two shits about my problem with his music. You know, it was up to them. Basically, if it was up to them, they wanted it to just be one giant track. Like, if this right. wasn't in the days of like records. If, like, if they didn't have to break it across sides of an yep. LP, if it was a CD, it would have just been one giant CD track. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. I'm, you know, and, uh, and and that's, so that was my scoring problem, you know. And, and, <laughs> and, and for that reason, although Thick as a Brick might be one of their best albums, and it's the one that's been reviewed and heralded as, like, a progressive rock, like, greatest album Right. Like one of the greatest prog rock albums of all time. It doesn't score well for me. You know, Songs from the Wood, which has, you know, an actual, you know, track listing is my <laughs> right. top, top song, you know. Uh, but you get to, for, for, unfortunately, this is where sometimes I realize, like, all right, some of these great acts that are above it are really great acts. Because when you get to a group that you're just like, oh, you start feeling the pain. And I have no <laughs> clue. In 2007, what would have made me think Jethro Tull was the 21st out of 169 that I've done? Like, why right. Jethro Tull? I couldn't – like, Richard Marks makes sense to me. Some of these other ones make sense to me. Even, like, Clay Aiken being in the top 100 or whatever makes sense to me because I'm only years away from actually liking his cover stuff from American Idol. Jethro Tull just baffles me. I just don't know how <laughs> they got that high. I guess let – me, let, me, let me ask this question. To go back to the original list, like, I know – you know, for those who, who have not heard the story, you had a an MP3 player in your car that could take MP3 CDs and you could fit 169 songs on there. Yeah. So you're like, OK, I'm going to pick the best 169 songs and rank them. Was Jethro Tull's placement on there? Was it based on Jethro Tull as a band or was it like, all right, I'm going to pick a, a song from each of 169 people? Like, was it a ranking it's... of the songs, maybe? No, in the case no, of Jethro no, Tull. no. It, it, it was me ranking my favorite artists and then picking my favorite song from the okay. artist. So it was so the, artist, so, then song, not necessarily the way around. Okay. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's how this is all derived. No, yeah, I, I can't I don't explain know. Jethro Tull either then. So, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I just don't – I don't know. And I never went through a Jethro Tull phase. So, like, a lot of these I can see, oh, I went through a Bon Jovi phase. Oh, I went through a Phil Collins phase. I, I Like, right. I understand that. You know, some of them are completely nostalgic acts like Credence and Richard Marks and the Guess Who. Like those are, you right. know, and then obviously like I, there's the groups that I know and love, which are, you know, your top three that aren't touched. Like Journey, right. Beatles and Weird Al are like my pinnacle. So right. it's just weird that Jethro Tall showed up, especially when I'm looking at some of the list here and I'm just like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I definitely like Oasis way more than Jethro Tall. You know, like I just, I've always, I always had, yeah, you know, and then you yeah. look at things like Led Zeppelin or John Lennon, you're like, all right, John Lennon or Led Zeppelin, even though I wasn't the biggest Led Zeppelin fan, cause I didn't know a lot of their stuff. Right. Come on. Like even the stuff I knew from Led <laughs> Zeppelin beats out Jethro Tall. So this is where I just smacked 2007 Eric Kersey and asked the question, what in the hell? And I don't have an answer. Um, luckily I do have an answer. And we're just going to skip to that right now because when you look at modern day rank, when you go through all that, I mean, they're 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 shot down the list. They're going to. I was going to say they they had to, they had to have dropped. So so they were at twenty one. What are they at currently? Well, granted, now we have uh, Tool and Cake in, involved. You know, so right. they they've dropped uh, below Cake actually. So a brand new band that I've only heard one song of is now <laughs> ranked higher than Jethro Tull. Uh, Tool still. 
Tool is a weird one because Tool gets killed by the algorithm because they put out so many like instrumental yeah, they, noise tracks that yeah. they're going to be on the bottom for a while. But if you asked me, and this would be a difficult decision, to play a random song from Tool or Jethro Tall, and which one would I pick? Whew, that's a tough one. Jethro Tall <laughs> will definitely not. I, I can I can make my way through all Jethro Tall songs. Right. Where Tool right. might I might not have that same bit. I'm like, yeah, I need yeah. to get through the skip this one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, man, it's a tough one. But I mean, they so <laughs> so they're d- dead near last, and they would be last right now if it wasn't the um, the palate cleanses of Cake and Tool. You know, Cake 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 okay. beats them right now, so they're they're pretty much dead last in the original bands, and they scored a positive score, which they're at 129 percent. What that mean? That's all means. It's mumbo jumbo to everybody else. But when it comes down <laughs> to it, they have enough five and four star songs to keep them above water. Okay. But they're not gonna. I mean, they're gonna get destroyed by some of these bands coming up. You know, I can just see. I could see REM beating them. I could see Nirvana beating them. I could see the Doobie Brothers. And I this could be wrong. I don't know about the Doobies. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know what they put out. I can't tell you what their discography are, is. You well, know. well, I guess I would say like we haven't yet gotten to Led Zeppelin. And you'd mentioned that, you know, 2007, Eric hadn't heard much Led Zeppelin, and now you have, and you've got a much higher opinion of them. Like, Led Zeppelin is probably going to beat Jethro Tull, just, oh, they without, just with the back of the envelope math, without you even doing the rankings necessarily yet. Like, it's it's a weird fluke that they were as high as they were, and so they're going to plummet. And I guess, just to, just to make sure I'm clear, it's not that you don't like Jethro Tull. It's just that you don't like them as much as you thought you did back in the day. They're still a good group. It's just not not as almighty as you once thought. Jethro is Tall that... is a greatest hits band to me, and, and I'm not being mean or disparaging. <laughs> okay. They are a greatest hits band. If you you can't take their collective works and say I'm you know they're they're not even comparable against people like the Beatles and so forth. So for me, you could give me truthfully, you could give me any song from America, and I'd be and I feel like their collective works is better than Jethro Tall. You know, I feel like America could put together twenty. 40 good songs you know on a uh, maybe even more so where Jethro Tall I feel like you you buy their one greatest hits albums and you're fine you don't need anymore you know where some of these other ones I'm like you should buy the greatest hits and this album right you know, even right. even Boston it's like buy the greatest hits and you definitely need the intro Boston album you know right, right. so and and I just feel like that's kind of how Jethro Tall is and maybe you want get want to get thick as a brick to understand like their 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 progressive rock you know take i mean they were innovative in their own right but they just i mean they're unfortunately be getting bashed right now because they had a lot of work and a lot of it started to turn into crap and i had to listen to it (laughs) you know most people don't have to do that right right Right. most people don't ever think of anything besides locomotive breath and and aqualung and you know cross-eyed mary exactly if you only listen to the the greatest hits you'll be fine with jethro tall and I would suggest that's how you do that band. Yeah. I do not suggest what you, to listen to the entire discography. And oh, I and would I, almost say don't do that with Elton John either. I don't think you should listen to all of Elton John songs. <laughs> no, that's because fair. It, that's fair. Once you get well, to the 80s, 90s, it starts like dwindling off, and you could have a far better opinion of the group. And truthfully, that's what most people do. I'm just being the odd person that says I need to fix this, and which my <laughs> algorithm has fixed it. So far, the algorithm has been on point where it is actually ranking where I would say, yeah, this all makes sense. 
cool. Yeah, I would say for my, I mean, Grant, I haven't listened to their whole discography, but what, from what I've listened to, I generally speaking like Jethro Tull. Uh, but I feel like if I only ever listened to the Aqualung album and did not get to hear any of their other stuff moving forward, I think I'd be okay. Like, I think, <laughs> I think that would, yeah. that would hit, that would scratch that, uh, that Jethro Tull itch for me and I'd be good to go. Yeah. So. I, I, I'm almost the same. I, if you go down to it, so I looked at it and I, like I said, I had five, maybe five or six, uh, five-star songs, which if you think about it, that's not a large percentage from 237 songs, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had Aqualung, Locomotive Breath. My favorite song is Teacher. Okay. The Whistler and Too Old to Rock and Roll. And I think it looks like I have Bungle in the Jungle as my last one. So those are those are my favorite songs. Those are the fives. And then there's a slew of four star songs, which, you know, don't get me wrong. They're they're forced they're they're still a quality band. They deserve to have a 50, the 50th anniversary, 50 greatest songs of Jethro Tull. Right. I'm fine oh, yeah. with that. I'm fine with that, but I, I didn't need um, their jtall.com <laughs> album in 1999. Like I did, I didn't need any of that. But uh, you know, you there are a couple here and there that you pick out, and you're like, all right, this is enjoyable enough. And they might have been great back in the 90s when you could just make a mix CD and you yeah. had to pick like like a random song that you put on, and and yeah. their songs would be like, oh, this is nice difference. This is something different, and. Uh, well, and I think I think Jethro Tull from the era that they're in and the kind of music that they put out, I think it lends itself to more of an album-oriented rock, sort of a listening to the album yes. situation as opposed to different tracks. I think that the time that they were active, you know, you kind of mentioned earlier, you know, your 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 buddy and some substances that may have been in his system. I I. They've got that kind of jamming out music to where that sort of situation makes a certain kind of sense. Yeah, they were um, they were actually invited to Woodstock and turned it down, and they were very happy they did. So they weren't categorized as that Woodstock <laughs> band. And so I, and I let and me I gotta say think, that's the time frame they're in. Well, and I got to think also that um, they strike me as the kind of band that would probably be really good live. Like I feel like that would be an excellent live show to go I to bet. because yeah, the bet. way they jam out and, and all of that sort of stuff i gotta feel like that probably enhances things as opposed to i feel like listening to them going to one of their shows live maybe you know having a drink or two or something going on is a completely different experience than i'm sitting in my office working on this spreadsheet and a random jethro tull song comes on <laughs> you know and i yeah. and i and and you know not that one's better or worse. It's it's just a different thing. Like there are some 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 artists that if I'm working on an Excel spreadsheet and a random song comes on, I will enjoy that and fully enjoy it. Whereas Jethro Tull doesn't lend itself to that. Much in the same way that if you know I'm hanging out in the basement and I've had a little something something, and you know Devo's Whip It comes on, that doesn't really fit that vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I sure. mean? So I think it's it's I think there's a certain amount of time and place. That goes into it that I, I think makes sense. No, I agree. I think Jethro Tall. I mean, I've been a little harsh on Jethro Tall. They're still a fine band. They're obviously. I could still. They're still going to make my list to probably. I could see them being top 100, but it's it's difficult to say. They just were ranked too high, and that they're just overrated. This that's the true term of being overrated, right? 
<laughs> like that's I'm using it in complete terms. They were ranked yeah. at 21. They should have not have been there, and they'll they'll plummet and drop to where I feel they should be in my collective rankings. No one else's because there's plenty right. of people out there, you know. And I guess this is a great segue. There there is actually a podcast talking tall to me, which goes song by song and talks about every single Jethro Tall song. So there are tall fans out there, and they put out quality work. And there's no doubt when you listen to some of these tall, dedicated podcasts that they were pioneers in progressive rock. They were oh, yeah. they were definitely pioneers, and they did some wonderful things. And Thick of a Brick was a one of the first concept albums that really moved uh, that kind of album process you know like tommy from the who and and some of these other ones were right on the brink you know and oh yeah all kind of came around that time so they were cutting edge so interesting stuff nonetheless um but overall they didn't do themselves too many favors by their continuously putting out albums at least in my <laughs> rankings so fair fair enough well thank you eric again for everyone if you want to tap into eric's list of uh podcast documentaries etc for some some other information head on over to musicranked.com where eric's got all that set up for you thank you eric thanks for listening i uh, hope you guys have enjoyed it and until next time i hope you all have a good one Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Podcast.